Welcome to Hitachi Solutions Podcast. Join us as we talk with our skilled professionals and experts, exploring how customers like you are delivering business outcomes, tackling business challenges, and accelerating their business initiatives, leveraging Microsoft applications and technologies. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Brad Kuntz, on the Exchanges with Hitachi Solutions Podcast. We are so pleased today to have our guest, Jonathan Yunt, Industry Director from Hitachi Solutions. Hi, Jonathan. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. And Jason Rood, the Senior Director of UX and Software Innovation for Hitachi Solutions. Hey, Jason. Thanks for joining us. How's it going, Brad? Going great. Our topic today is AI and the human element, solutions in insurance. So hot topic here talking about artificial intelligence. This was a idea that we had for a podcast about six months ago, but I would say a couple of things have changed in the recent weeks in <laughs> the world fluid. of AI. Very fluid, yeah. So have you guys cracked open chat GPT or even, or even the new improved Bing yet? Bing, I, ahead, I yeah, Bing, I have not. The the Chat GPT, I, I actually used it to kind of distill a complex uh, topic uh, for my for my two older boys. So that was kind of fun. Yeah, and I've used it. Uh, I've just tested it a bunch with different stuff in UX. So I've asked it to perform certain tasks, create certain UI patterns. Um, but most recently, uh, to help me write a couple letters and emails to friends. Um, so. It was very helpful in doing that for sure. Did it's your friends writer, writer's block? <laughs> did your friends detect that you didn't write uh, it? No, because I went and went in and used it as a foundation, and I changed it pretty significantly. But it was a, it was nice to you know break the writer's block that I was having. So, it's a good starting point for sure. It absolutely it is. It is. I I used one of the visual tools to create pictures of my dog, Ricky Bobby, at the beach, and, um, and then took those pictures and had them put on canvas, and my wife thought that I had them commissioned and painted, <laughs> and I let her believe that for, uh, for a couple days after her birthday recently, so, um, so it, worked out, it worked out well for me. Nicely played, nicely played. But what just an incredible, incredible tool, and, you know, it's a tool, I think, that comes with some, some give and take. And it, it can do a lot of things. And I think what we've found in the last couple of weeks is that it can do a lot of things well that we didn't think it could do. But I think that as we think about AI for the enterprise and, and how uh, folks in the insurance business are using it, I think that we're seeing some, some areas where it doesn't do everything. Um, and that certainly there's room for the human element here. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's a double-edged sword and it, it, there is, what's the saying, heavy is the head or that wears the crown because that there's there's some, you know, AI in itself that without any kind of lens or without any kind of understanding um, can be, we saw, you know, when Microsoft put out that, that chat bot, how quickly things spiraled out of control. 
uh, and it, how quickly it got shut down. So I think there's absolutely a, a requirement for human oversight. I mean, maybe it's too many Terminator movies that I've watched <laughs> over over the years, but there's there's absolutely a, a need for human oversight, human input. And I, I, I think like we talked about, you know, like Jason said, he he got it. He got over the writer's block, but he ultimately penned or, or wrote the the emails or letters himself. So I think it's it's a good starting point, but it's not the final. You know, it's it's not a soup to nuts kind of solution. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think right now AI in its current state is a tool, in uh, a means to an end, right? So I think it's a it's a great way to to bridge a delta right and like so let's take the insurance industry and underwriting for perspective right so it can give us great causality information it can great give us all this great aggregated data but ultimately at the end of the day it's a tool in which the underwriter can use then to make the decision on behalf of the customer right um and i think that's where it is now where it's going to be in a year or two years from now um I think that's yet to be seen, but, uh, and, and I think it will continue to grow and evolve. And, uh, I think we'd be foolish to think otherwise, but, um, right now I think it's a, it's a tool. And I think people, if people perceive it that way, uh, I think it could be a very useful tool. Yeah, and, and it, the, the, <clears throat> the ethics part, uh, is, is I think a huge component as well. Huge. Um, and you think of, like you were saying, Jason, uh, underwriting claims payout. You know the the ethics. There's there's got to be some human intervention, some human element there. Otherwise, you know, in in a vacuum, you've got an AI model looking at things, and it's just going to be decline, decline. You know, decline coverage uh, here, 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 without understanding the subtle nuances of flooding from a, a hurricane or from a, some sort of uh, natural. Uh, catastrophe you know you look at what happened in turkey and syria <clears throat> i was reading some article uh in, in reinsurance news about how how it's going it to just absolutely blow up uh all of the reserves and, and all the pro a lot of profitability for some of these insurance companies and so you think of it okay so that's gonna it's gonna eat away at the profit maybe an ai model to, you know declines or denies coverage for a lot of that and, and maybe the human element needs to, to overrule that or over supersede that yeah again I, you, you kind of go back to the fact that you know it's going to right now the ai algorithms are based on they, they reflect by the bias of the data that's being fed to them so you know in a lot of those cases i think you're absolutely right um but then it comes back to ethically you know what type of company do you want to be um you know in in that's different for a lot of people based on their region, their culture, their, you know, what, what they want to do as a business. And, um, I think that's where the, 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 the key Delta is right now. So, so drilling down a little bit on the insurance part of this specifically. So I understand, you know, insurers, they have unstructured data, it's spread throughout silos within their business with existing claims and customer files. Um, and then you've got this extra added bit of, of unstructured data coming in from, from the consumer themselves, from wearables, things like that. So you've just got a ton of stuff there. So specifically, Jonathan, where in an insurance firm, where's the biggest opportunity to utilize AI? Is it is it underwriting because it kind of feels 
that would be the most low hanging fruit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, without a doubt. Uh, I mean, underwriting would all that, the copious amount of, of data that an insurance organization has access to, whether it's internal sources, external sources, consumer sources, um, <clears throat> For sure, an underwriter, one of the, the, the biggest benefits from artificial intelligence is the ability to summarize all these different, you know, amounts of data in a sensible, consumable way for that, for that, for that consumer, for that underwriter. Uh, it, but then it's, it's really, it's, it's a, you're taking it at kind of face value. It's a suggestion. Uh, it's, it's looking at maybe this is something that you might want to consider where the underwriter really has the ultimate say and the ultimate decision to interpret what that suggestion actually means. Yeah, and I think Jonathan's point is really valid, and it really goes to the heart of the way that the data is being presented to the user, right? So, um, and I think context is really, really important. So as they're going through their underwriting process, I think it's really important as UX professionals, we need to look to where it makes sense to inject uh, AI-fed data at key decision points when it, it makes sense for them to make a critical decision and give them um, the opportunity to, to make that decision, an informed decision based on the, what, it, what the AI, AI data is telling them. Because um, as we know, AI, again, you know, we talk about bias, but trust is huge. And if those underwriters start to lose trust in the data that they're seeing, then it, it you know, it, it doesn't serve a purpose anymore. Or it, it has less of a purpose to serve. Uh, and then any future advancements in that AI is going to be suspect as well. So I think that context and the way that it's being presented is, uh, is just as critical as the data itself. I not agree more. Yeah. Yep. And so, so it sounds like, you know, judgment calls is going to be one of the biggest, one of the biggest ways that humans can, can kind of intervene and make sure that, uh, uh, make sure that this is being used for good outcomes. Uh, the, the other piece that's interesting is, is really the benefit. And this is for, for you, Jason, the benefits for the end user. I mean, how are we, how are we utilizing the technology of AI to make sure that the user themselves, as they use the products that we put out there or that the insurers put out there, are going to benefit? I mean, when you think about wearables and all these types of different technologies that that uh, that AI can influence, I think it's all about like meeting the users where they are, right? Um, for the best possible outcomes. I mean, you talk about health, it's aggregated data based on the type of information that you're feeding it. I mean, I'm, um, I just received an Apple Watch for for my birthday, a new new Apple Watch, and uh, it's been it's been a great tool. Uh, and I've been feeding it tons of data, uh, and hopefully in return that it's going to give me lots of really great contextual suggestions on uh, on, on how I can make myself healthier. Uh, so I think it really is just meeting the users where they are um, and providing the data to make good decisions. Uh, based on the information that's being provided to them. Yeah, I, I, I thousand percent agree, Jason. It, it's 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 also preventative, you know. So it's 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 in, yeah. in a sense it's reactive. Okay, it's saying like, okay, here's what what you have seen, but it's also uh, predicting preventative. You think of you know <clears throat> commercial property. Let's say I'm a commercial property. Uh, I've got a policy through Travelers or. Uh, Hartford, and 
I, I'm, I'm, you know, as part of that, I have a smart sprinkler system. And so the smart sprinkler system is looking at, I've got a warehouse, I've got flammable material, I've got some, some really risky uh, things there. I can actually, if, I, if I'm Hartford or Travelers or whatever carrier, I, I'm the policy, uh, I, I create the policy here. I'm, I can get alerts from these different systems if we're connected and we're, you know, passing information back and forth. I can, I can actually prevent uh, or conduct that intervention, that outreach to that warehouse manager and say, look, you know, there's, there's some stuff going on here that maybe there's some, some activity or there's been, you know, some <clears throat> recent, recent electrical out, outages, et cetera, to prevent, you know, to make that policy not have that claim, not have that loss, make that you know policy truly be more profitable as a result of that uh, outreach or intervention. Yeah, and yeah, that goes for you know like let's say that company that warehouse also has a fleet fleet of vehicles, right? So it can take into consideration all those environmental factors, theft, you know, societal factors, uh, in in and help that uh, those owners, you know, those business owners prevent p- possible damage in the future. Telematics too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You think huge, driving, huge. Dr- driving behavior. Uh, you know, <laughs> someone who may have a, a, a clean record, but but in in reality, they've just been lucky. <laughs> you know, lucky they <laughs> that they haven't been caught by the police or, or state troopers, or lucky that they haven't had any accidents. You know, and so the telematics. Uh, if you've got that dongle plugged in, it's kind of hard to, to to hide from that. It'll be interesting where where we go in the future. You know, where it dongles today, but uh, you know, in in the electric car and ubiquitous information that's being you know that that's being passed back and forth is is that going to be something that's going to be a choice in the future? Or is it going to be yeah. something that's going to just be baked into the cake, right? And you, yeah, great point. I mean, you think of embedded insurance that that is a large beneficiary from artificial intelligence because it's saying based on uh, the commercial view, you know, Ford, Tesla, based on the the type of vehicle that you're selecting, these are the type of coverages that we suggest for you. You know, so you've got this F two fifty. What are you using it for? You're going through click click click. Oh, by the way. Here's some some good uh, insurance options for you from X, Y, and Z carriers. It's it's pretty. Uh, it's, the embedded insurance is is a whole other element of of uh, opportunity for artificial intelligence. Absolutely, yeah. There's the, the 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 embedded portion, right? Where it's it's scrub data, right? Where it's not personalized, and then you have the personalized aspect of people that are putting the dongles in their car, right? Um, that are getting more that more personalized data. So yeah, it is a is an interesting dichotomy, and, and, and to see where it's going to go in the future is going to be interesting. Yeah, and and, and uh, we're just we're going. I, I love where we're going here. This is this is fun. But the the you know again the personalization. <laughs> you you let's say I'm I'm a telesales uh, person trying to follow up on a on a, a personal lines website hit. You know, and if I'm if I'm just robotic, just following the prompts. Uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna fall flat for sure. Yeah, you know, it'll sound can, you know can tin, tinny uh, and not have that that uh, human element. So that's a good point, Jonathan. And it, it kind of it makes me think a little bit. You know, a lot of what we've been talking about is is things that are happening in the sales cycle that that maybe later in the sa- or not even the sales cycle, but really the customer journey for the insured. 
and how they're interacting with the people in the insurance firm, whether they're in sales or, or claims or, or, or somewhere in between. So, so question, question here is just working back up the funnel for the insurer, right? Uh, what kind of tooling and what kind of technology have we seen out there to really assist the, assist the salesperson that is, that is, is trying to engage with a, a, a potential client and what kind of AI tooling do we have there uh, to to kind of address those things? I mean, you've you've got uh, consumer profiles, and you've got the ability to have <clears throat> where they are in a journey, where they've been on your website, to see where they've clicked around, to see what kind of interests, and say instead of just that that kind of very cold transfer, you can have that warmer transfer where you're talking about you know your interest in in these four topics here. Um, and, and being able to have, you think about it, like someone who's a field seller, someone who's, you know, a field uh, underwriter, the ability to have, you know, suggestions on your mobile phone, you know, the ability to have these, you know, next best actions. These are some talking points that you can have with this individual. These are some points for you to follow up with. I, I think there's some opportunities there as well. Another option that we have, Brad, is, you know, so Hitachi Solutions has, has developed some uh, intellectual property uh, in, engaged for conversation. You think of a tool like, you know, Bing or Google or, or ChatGPT, that's, <clears throat> that's not connecting against enterprise data. That's not a secure fashion. Um, our engaged for conversation is a mobile mobile application that has access to that enterprise data all those data sources we were just talking about plus more you know you can connect to external sources as well but presenting it in a coherent structured consumable consumable manner for that individual that's in the field that is that is a game changer <clears throat> that that you know that takes that that unstructured uh, thousand different data points there, and and puts it in a very unified, coherent message for that for that individual. That's great. That's that that sounds fantastic. And if you're interested in that, uh, we had a a podcast uh, on exchanges uh, two weeks ago that we uh, that we were got hyper focused on that particular piece of uh, piece of IP and specific product. So, well, guys, this has been fantastic. I think we've learned a lot. Uh, about H, uh, about AI and the human element. A uh, couple takeaways. Number one, you gotta, you've got to have the human element for the judgment calls, right? These things can't just run themselves. Uh, when you think about um, insurance firms and think about the underwriting uh, part of that, you, you want to make sure that there are, that there are, there are humans involved in that and making sure that, uh, that we're making good calls. And then also there's the user benefit portion of this, the, the end user, whether it's the, the salesperson within the organization or if it's a, a end consumer, uh, they really need to be able to benefit from, uh, from the AI that going in the background. And then, and then there's the personalization in the sales cycle. So if you think about uh, personalization, not only for the salesperson who's going to get uh, personalized recommendations for the for the client, but the client themselves as they self-service on some of these applications are able to use that. So guys, I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Brad. Thank you. We will talk again soon. Thanks again. Hitachi Solutions is a global technology solutions integrator with a hyper focus on Microsoft Enterprise technologies, including Dynamics, Azure, and a platform. If you'd like to subscribe to 
the Tati Solutions Exchanges. Please do so wherever you get your podcast. Thanks. We are Hitachi Solutions, a global team of innovators who support our customers' data and business system modernization initiatives.